look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Welcome back. You're listening to News Talk 770 and More Than Money. And uh, people are living longer. Here's an idea. Emma Morano passed away last April at 117 years of age. This Italian woman was the oldest known living human being. And so that piqued a lot of interest from not only us as in the financial world, but also those in the science, science, scientific world wondering, what, how can this happen? And how long can people actually live? And so we've got uh, Siegfried Hakimi, he is in the Department of uh, Biology at the Mike McGill Center of Studies in Aging. Siegfried, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me. So tell me a bit about, about this whole, whole study and, uh, and what did you do to find out about the, about the longest living individuals in the world? So it's more like uh, a year ago, uh, a study was published where people looked at um, how the longest living individual, how is the age of the longest individual, longest living individual was changing over time and whether the longest living individual were keeping living longer, you know that. Uh, and they had concluded that no, that there was a plateauing of this effect that in fact, um, it appeared in their first analysis that people could not live longer than uh, 115 years roughly, okay? And so we reanalyzed this data and we found that the statistics were flawed and that, in fact, one could not uh, observe such a plateauing off of the maximum lifespan. And this was, in a way, a technical matter for reanalyzing data. But, of course, the fact that no such, such flattening out of the maximum age can be seen has biological consequences. Um, and um, as you may know, average lifespan or life expectancy uh, keeps increasing in many countries, certainly in Canada, and um, in experimental systems and in the human past, we've always seen that maximum lifespan increases in parallel with average lifespan. And so, therefore, our study suggests that, as far as we know, we don't say that there is no plateauing off, that there is no limit, but none can be seen at this stage. Therefore, the limit can be quite a bit higher. And that just, to me, it makes empirical sense because as if, if the general population is living longer, then shouldn't what we call the tail part of this normal distribution curve, they, they, would, they would actually have a higher number as well. So I right. think that just makes it, sense in my mind. It, it does, but it could have been <laughs> that, you know, everybody lives to 115 and falls off that day, okay? <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. I mean, it could have been that, you know, we're compressing morbidity towards that limit, which is due to some internal process which cannot be overcome, et cetera, et cetera. But um, this doesn't seem to be the case, or if it, you know, no data indicates that this is the case. Okay, so let's use that, 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 that no data indicates that there is a plateau in how long we can live. Do you That's find right. that in the research or maybe in other publications that people are, that are, we're all living longer, is it because we're living healthier or is it just because technology has gotten better that keeps us around longer? Okay, so I really think that 
what that is the same thing. <laughs> the, the, the reason why we live so long now compared to previous centuries, for example, is because we're living extremely comfortable lives. Okay, we are warm in the winter, cool in the summer. We're eating fresh food, uncontaminated the year round. There's sewers. We're essentially completely free from bacterial uh, uh, infection. Um, we're working much less hard. Our kids nowadays don't even have uh, cavities in the teeth anymore. Um, and um, all this, of course, contributes to long life. So it's really more like basic science, you know, instrumentalized by technology that allows us to, while exploiting the planet, of course, because this comes to a price, um, uh, live this extremely comfortable life. We have an environment, we control our environment to be optimum for us. And this allows us to live that long. So I was speaking to a bunch of money managers who look at just the financial perspective of things. And, and they were saying in the healthcare industry, the number one issue that they have as well uh, in, the, in the retirement planning side is that we have a fear of death. And so we try our hardest to keep people alive. And, and, and sometimes we have to take a step back and say, let, let the world just evolve on its own. And people will slowly pass away. And that will change how we look at pensions, how we look at the healthcare system. Uh, we just try too hard to keep people alive. Do you find that in your data or in other, other research that you've read that we are in that fear of death? That is not my impression. And I will tell you two ways. When, you know, it's not like people become sick and frail at the same time than two centuries ago and then just keep going, maintained alive artificially by medicine. We are actually physiologically younger now than we used to be. I'm 61 and I can still run, bike every day in full health, take no medication and probably can beat a lot of young people because I'm good at it. <laughs> uh, uh, this was literally impossible. Uh, uh, a few centuries back. So it's not like we are sick at the same time, but we kept alive artificially. People remain healthier much longer. So it's not, so that's, that's really not like, you know, like, again, that, that therefore there is an instant or a very long-term cost associated with having people live that long and we should, should just let them die. I have no reason to die and I actually don't want to retire either. Yeah. So I see that back in 1920, for example, the average newborn was in Canada would mm. expect to live to 60. Now we look at there a newborn in this decade could live to 82 or beyond. Do you see a trend going that longevity of a, of a newborn is going to continue, or do you see that in some, that maybe things might change from an, an external factor? So first of all, when we look at when we're talking about average lifespan, we look at average lifespan. Uh, clearly, it keeps going up in a way which doesn't clearly show that it's suddenly going to stop. It's a straight line for now, say, in Canada. And think about it. You know, we, you talked in your introduction of the person who recently died, who was the longest living human these days, uh, who lived to 117. This person was born 117 years ago. A large part of her life was not as comfortable in ours. Yeah. Think about how long people were born in the last 10 years are going to live with, as I said, no cavities and all the air conditioning. There was no air conditioning 117 <laughs> years ago. Right. Uh, they, it's just obvious that they continue to live longer. Uh, as long as you believe that, a big 
uh, input in our lifespan is, of course, the quality of our environment, and it's pretty obvious that it's the case. So yes, I think people are going to keep living longer and longer. When this stops, I don't know. <laughs> um, but it's still happening, for sure. Yeah, that's, that's some great information. Sigrid, I want to thank you for joining us today. Uh, some great information. We look forward to further research that you and your team are doing out in Miguel. Sure. Great. Thank you. Good we've day been, to you. We've been joined by Siegfried Hakimi. He's part of the Department of Biology at the McGill Center for Studies in Aging. And this is some of the concerns that we have in the financial world. As we start to age, we think that retirement is a phase of life where you just sit on your porch and you rock on your, on your rocking chair and you're done. Well, the, the, the phase of retirement could be as exciting, as, uh, as, as engaging as your, your working career. And so you're living longer, which requires a financial change. And you want to make sure that you don't run out of money. And that's what we're going to be discussing on our seminar on Tuesday, August 22nd, 7 p.m., at the Oak Ridge Co-op Wine, Spirits, and Beer. Now, you need to reserve your seats to, to have a listen on this one. You can give us a call at 966-8400. That's 966-8400. Or you can register online at morethanmoneyradio.com. Join us after the break when we find out how long Canadians want to hold on to their licenses. It's far longer than you might think. You listen to News Talk 770 and More Than Money. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.